Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in November the 5th, 2017. This week has been a bit of a mixed bag for me. I don't know, the last couple of days have felt kind of a lack of motivation. I think that's partly to do with the fact that I'm feeling a bit ill, a bit under the weather. I find it really hard to concentrate on writing when I have headaches and sinus pain. But I'm sure it'll pass, it's just the time of year. I've not written anywhere near as much as I would have wanted this week. But it's been worth it, I've had a good time. It's my son's half term for school, so I've had him at home. He was with his grandma for a few days. And so it's just been nice to spend time with him and listen to his crazy stories that he comes up with. He made up a story the other day about some dragons. And these weren't just normal dragons, he had a worm-breathing dragon. So instead of breathing out fire, it breathed out worms. And what he called a plug dragon. And this plug dragon blew out phone chargers. And there's actually a story in one of my collections called Reaching for a Lalan, which is in Her Name Was Red, which is a story about an ice dragon. And I nicked that from my son. I mean, yeah, he was four at the time, but he had this idea of a dragon and he was saying how it hatched out of this cocoon and it was an ice dragon and how it didn't speak with words, it spelled with its mind, but people could still hear it. And I thought that was a great idea, so I turned it into a story. And he's been doing lots of drawings, I mean, tons of them. Me and my wife bought him one of those um, kind of display books that have got kind of plastic polywallets and he's calling it his art gallery book. And so he's got all these pictures of animals and dragons and pirate ships and things. And he'll happily do that for hours. He'll just stand at the coffee table drawing and it's awesome. It's really cool to watch. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad that I did that instead of writing. We also had a day out in Blackpool, which is a uh, gaudy seaside town. It's about an hour away from where we are. And we went to see their annual illuminations. We had some fish and chips on a bench and had some dinky donuts. It was great. What I did do, which was great, is I did manage to finish the first draft of the first book of the Black Death trilogy. So this is the collaborative post-apocalyptic project that I've been talking about. So I've written my part of that, 20 scenes, and I'm really pleased with how that's gone. I've also outlined book two and written the first scene and I think by the end of the first scene I've, I've already made changes to the outline so when I do outline I like to have goals for my characters to get to these aren't set in stone if I come up with a better idea as I'm going then I'm always willing to change and do what's best for the story I also finished and edited the story that I've done for an anthology this is a fantasy story called Clockwork Titan and I'm really pleased with this it's kind of epic fantasy meets steampunk so you have this clockwork giant, you've also got this talking wyvern that's that is kind of whispering in the ear of a lord and getting him to try and bring this titan to life. I really enjoyed writing that one, a lot of fun. After all the craziness of last weekend's launch of King of the Wasteland, I took Monday off and I rarely give myself days off so this, this was a rarity, this was a treat. And I spent most of the day listening to Time Travel, A History by James Glyke, which was really good. It was basically detailing the history of time travel as an idea from things like H.G. Wells through Robert Heinlein up to the modern ideas in physics about multiple worlds and parallel universes and things like that. So really interesting non-fiction book. I'd highly recommend that. I've also been reading Dialogue by Robert McKee, which is a book about writing focused specifically on dialogue. And it's, it's really useful, actually, what I've learned so far. So I'll probably be applying some of the lessons of that to my writing straight away. On Wednesday, I decided to go out to a hotel bar in Morecambe called The Midland, which overlooks this stone jetty onto the sea. And it's this beautiful Art Deco building, and it's got this amazing rotunda bar that looks out onto the water. 
So I took a A4 notepad there on Wednesday and outlined book four of my Wasteland series. At the moment, I think the working title is going to be Cleric of the Wasteland. I think that kind of fits in the same kind of fantasy tropes that I've been playing with with the other books. So I've got Wizard of the Wasteland, Knight of the Wasteland, King of the Wasteland and then Cleric of the Wasteland. And I think it's going to answer a lot of the questions that I put out in the first three books. And I'm really looking forward to writing that. I think it's going to be a much longer book than the last three, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All I know is I've got a lot of projects that I really want to get into, I really want to do, and I've only got so many hours in the day. So at the minute, I'm trying to focus on getting the words done for this draft of the collaborative project. Then I've got a lit RPG, a post-apocalyptic story that I want to do, that I've written the first five chapters for that over the last few weeks. Then I've got a couple of fantasy things I want to do, so there's loads of things that I've got ideas for. And so it's actually quite difficult to remain focused on the single project. But yeah, prioritise this collaborative thing because obviously other people are relying on me to get the words done. So that is actually a really good motivator. And then I think I'll finish off my draft of the lit RPG story and then the fourth Wasteland book and then I can move on to the fantasy. So I suppose it's better to have more ideas than not. At least I haven't got an idea drought. I just basically need that James Patterson deal where I outline a story and then pass it off to someone else to write. So that would be great. Okay, i got some more questions this week. Sharon Howard asked, who's your favourite apocalyptic book character? This would probably be Jimmy the Snowman from Oryx and Craig by Margaret Atwood. I think he's a fascinating character, really detailed, really deep character, very flawed and very strange at the same time. I think as well, once we get more into the series and we kind of see his backstory and how he got to the way he is, he ends up being a really complicated character. I'm also a fan of the father from Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I think the relationship between him and his son is really moving, really touching. Just the desperation and the sadness that runs through that book. I think it's really affecting. So, yeah, definitely those two. Ryan asked, in last week's podcast, you mentioned some short story podcasts which ones do you listen to to cover your essay part of the Ray Bradbury challenge okay so in last week's episode for those who haven't listened I went over a bunch of short story podcasts because I read a short story an essay and a poem every day I've been doing that for over 400 days and the Ray Bradbury challenge is you do that every day for a thousand days so I'm approaching the halfway mark with that Some of the ones I've been listening to recently are things like The 50 Things That Made the Modern Economy, 99% Invisible, History of Ideas by the BBC, History of the World and 100 Objects, A Point of View. There's the In Our Time show, which is um, Melvin Bragg's BBC Radio 4 show, where he interviews academics about a certain subject. So, for example, this week they had Picasso's Guernica painting, And so they had three experts talking about that for an hour. So that's, you know, stuff like that's really interesting. The Long Now Foundation do a podcast called Seminars About Long-Term Thinking. Instead of thinking about things in the short term, medium term, even the long term, this is very long term. This is thinking about things in terms of like 10,000 years from now, what are things going to be like? So there's a lot of interesting stuff, especially for people interested in sci-fi. And for writers of sci-fi, I think it's really useful to delve into that. You've obviously got TED Talks, which are great. And then there's the anonymous TED Talks called Sincerely X. You have things like Skeptoid, which is fantastic. The BBC do The Essay podcast. There's uh, Singularity FM, which hasn't updated in a few months, which is a shame. But 
a lot of their stuff is about the technological singularity and transhumanism and ideas about machines and AI and things like that. And yeah, there's a lot of really cool sci-fi kind of real world stuff going on in that. There's also Alex Krotowski's The Digital Human podcast, which is all about how technology has changed our lives and identities and things like that. And I wanted to listen to more of those. I think it's a really interesting podcast, but I seem to get sidetracked listening to other things. There's also things like the History of Philosophy Without Any Gaps podcast, which is really good, and the History of Literature podcast. I think I mentioned last week the Wreath Lectures. You know, they're just a couple of times a year, so, you know, there's not much going on on there, but they're still really interesting. So, yeah, that's probably about it, really. And I'm sure I'm going to get the question now, being so I've talked about fiction last week and essays this week. Where do I get my poetry? I suppose I should answer that. Poetry Now is a weekly podcast. That's really good. And Poem of the Day podcast, both of these are done by the Poetry Foundation in America. So I'm usually pretty good when it comes to poems. I can get a poem every day, most of the time. I mentioned it last week, the podcast, The Voice Before the Void, which does poetry, and is also LibriVox as well. I think I mentioned last week that Strange Horizons, the um, kind of sci-fi fantasy magazine, do a monthly poetry edition. So if you like kind of fantastical poetry, then listen to that. So please do keep your questions coming in. You can email me at john at johncronshaw.com. I'll put the spellings as ever in the show notes. If you've not done so already, you can start checking out my Wasteland series. You can visit my website, it's and download Addict to the Wasteland for free. Or if you want to get your teeth straight into the novels, go to tinyurl.com slash wizardofthewasteland and that will take you straight to the page. So until next time, cheerio. Cheerio.